Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. There are numerous reasons someone can be admitted to an acute care hospital. Maybe it's for an emergency. Maybe it's for a planned surgery. Whatever the case, a patient in an acute care setting is going to encounter numerous medical professionals, at least one of which is likely to be a physical therapist. What's the role in an acute care physical therapist? In this episode, that's what Sharon Gorman will describe along with highlighting some of the benefits of physical therapy for the acute care setting, which include not just rehabilitation, but also prehabilitation. Here's our interview with physical therapist Sharon Gorman. Sharon, let's start at the most basic level. Can you first define for our listeners what acute care is and what it isn't? That is actually a really kind of complicated question. It sounds like it's an easy question, but it's really complicated because what therapists think acute care is is anyone who has a change in their medical status that's affecting their movement. So that could be anybody. That could be a patient anywhere. But usually, as far as practical purposes, acute care ends up being equated with some kind of hospital, whether that's an acute care hospital, your normal community hospital, your trauma center, or whether that's an inpatient rehabilitation hospital that really focuses on just rehabilitation services for patients. Those are usually what people think of as an acute care. But therapists themselves actually might consider any patient who's had a dramatic change in their medical condition that's affecting their ability to move around as an acute care patient. It just happens that a lot of those patients are located in hospitals. So we might explore a little bit of that idea later, but let's talk from that kind of common understanding that you mentioned. For a person out there who sees a physical therapist in an acute care scenario, what are those common scenarios that people might recognize? Things they might recognize, something like someone who's had a surgical procedure that now is finding it's difficult to move after that surgery. And it might be something really specific, like a total knee replacement, which you can imagine if you go in and you have an orthopedic surgeon who's replacing your entire knee joint, you're going to need some kind of rehabilitation afterwards to learn how to use that joint again and get moving around so that you can get out of the hospital. It could also be things that you maybe don't really ever think about. You could have somebody who's having an abdominal surgery. You know, they come in and they have to have their gallbladder out, but they have some chronic conditions like pulmonary disease or cardiac conditions, and because of the stress of the surgery, they now find after that surgery that they can't move like they used to, and they're having trouble getting out of bed or walking or managing all the different things that we need to do to move around in our daily lives. So that patient also could be totally appropriate in an acute care setting for a physical therapist to come and work with them so they can start to regain that mobility. An acute care therapist, their kind of big primary goal with the whole healthcare team in the hospital, especially, is to get the patient out of the hospital, get them well enough that they don't need to be in the hospital anymore. So in many respects, what you just described is almost maybe one of the most common understandings or images from the public about what physical therapy is. So this idea, okay, if I have a major procedure of some kind, especially if it requires the hospital, I'm going to need somebody to help me get better, get back to at least to where I was 
and somebody's going to help me do that, and that person is a physical therapist. That said, beyond that basic kind of rehabilitation idea, what do we know about the overall benefits of acute care physical therapy, and kind of what's the range of that? There's a very broad range, but recently, probably in the last about five years, there's been a lot of research on what we're terming early mobility. How early can we have patients that are in a hospital and are quite ill get up and move around, and does that benefit them in the long run? Does that get them out of an intensive care unit sooner? Does that get them out of the hospital sooner? Does that prevent them from coming back to the hospital so that they can go home and stay at home and not, you know, have a recurrence of something that requires them to be readmitted to the hospital? And there's been a lot of research in that area, and almost all of it is saying that early mobility in patients who are appropriately selected for that is totally appropriate, is completely safe, and actually does decrease things like the length of stay in an ICU, the length of stay in a hospital. And those things indicate that patients are getting better and are able to function better so that they can leave the hospital setting. So that's a really important thing that's changing a lot in healthcare right now. So one example of that that I've heard, for example, is, you know, let's say somebody has an ACL tear and they have surgery. It's about figuring out how quickly they can get physical therapy afterward. But earlier you mentioned total knee replacement, for example. And what about the pre-surgery physical therapy? Is that part of the acute care process? And what's the thought behind the benefits there? So again, it could be part of what's viewed in a particular health system for that patient as the acute care process because you're anticipating their acute care needs and trying to combat them beforehand. In some systems where patients might be patients, that might be handled by a different group of therapists, but those therapists are always going to be communicating with each other and using the electronic health record so that everyone on the healthcare team with that patient will understand what's going on. But that's a real important thing as we think about getting our society to understand that it's a lot better sometimes to prevent these things. So that's kind of what that prehab before something like a total knee replacement would be. Let's make sure the patient is in the best place and understands what's going to happen with this surgery and has already practiced some of the skills they're going to need after the surgery, before the surgery, so that way this isn't a surprise. It's not suddenly, oh, I didn't understand I might have to get out of bed in a kind of different way to help accommodate my knee until it's moving more normal. They've already been educated in that. They've already practiced that. They've had some time to process it before they have a surgery and they're a little, you know, on pain meds and might be a little confused and maybe aren't feeling so well. They've already had all of that, so it's more familiar. Maybe you have an accident and you find yourself in the hospital. We can still do all of that while you're hospitalized. A lot of how patients perform after a surgical procedure or during hospitalization really does relate to kind of what their status was before they showed up in the hospital. And the healthier the person is, the more educated the person is on what kind of complications might happen, the more they understand that moving, even when you really don't feel very well and you're in the hospital, even when you're in the ICU, is actually really important to your health and will help you in the long run. We really have changed our mindset in healthcare from this idea of you're sick, you should rest, to understanding that actually too much rest is really not good for people and they need to be up and moving. Now, this doesn't mean that we're getting people up in the ICU and having them run 5Ks necessarily, but they can get up. They can be out of bed. 
They can be walking a little bit. They can be doing some of their normal daily activities. Instead of laying in the bed and having the nurse help them with a bed bath, they could be sitting up in a chair and having the nurse help them bathe so that they're doing things that are a little bit more active because that's much better for your body. So let's drop the acute care part of it for a second, that label, and just talk about that hospital experience and, and make sure people understand. You've mentioned the number of people just even on the physical therapy side that might be involved in a person's hospital experience, let's put it that way. What typically would be, say, the physical therapist role that someone might encounter or the role of some other rehabilitation specialist or the nurse? What's the physical therapist part of the job? I had a really good friend who was an occupational therapist who used to tell his patients that the physical therapist's job is to make sure you can move around. We're the movement specialists who deal with people who have movement dysfunction, and we're really looking at how does a person move. Are they moving in the most efficient way because that's going to save you energy so you have energy to do more movement? Are you moving in a way that's not going to cause any pain? That's really important for a lot of the patients in the hospital, especially if they've had a surgical procedure. There are certain ways to move around that are maybe not the ways you normally move around, but after a surgical procedure where you have pain complicating things, you can change a little bit about how the person moves. Hey, why don't you try this technique to roll over and get out of bed? that will reduce their pain and make it so the patient can do these things more on their own. And so that's really what physical therapy is looking at. Some of the other healthcare team members that we're going to work really closely with are going to include sometimes occupational therapists. That same occupational therapist friend would say, the physical therapist makes sure you can move around and get from point A to point B. The occupational therapist makes sure you can do all the nitty-gritty things you need to do while you're there. So they'll work more on feeding grooming and hygiene, issues like that, making sure you can get dressed, making sure when you go in the bathroom that you can do all of the things you need to do for yourself in the bathroom. I am concerned with bathroom skills as a physical therapist, but I'm concerned with can you negotiate a tight space? Can you walk around on a tile floor and not slip if there's a little bit of water? Can you balance yourself while you're sitting down on a toilet seat that might be a little low? Can you stand at the sink and use your arms and balance yourself and not have to use your hands to balance yourself so you can do something like wash your face or brush your teeth? So sometimes what we'll do, occupational therapy and physical therapy, might look really similar on the surface, but the particular skills that we're looking for the patients to be performing and developing and assisting with are really very different. I'm looking at those movement skills. And the occupational therapist is looking at usually a lot of fine motor skills and what the actual task is that they're doing. Other players that are really important are the nursing staff. Just because physical therapy is really involved in walking and ambulation and training people how to walk after they've had some kind of medical complication or a surgery doesn't necessarily preclude that the patient could get up and maybe walk with nursing or that the patient could get out of bed with the nurses. It's really important that we work as a team, and if the patient is safe doing that with multiple people, that's great. And when I come for my short period of the day, we can really work on, okay, what are the techniques that I can teach you? What are the specific exercises I can give you that can make this easier for you? But that doesn't preclude necessarily the nurse from actually getting the patient out of bed so that they can sit up and eat. Because, again, the nurses are there 24 hours a day. I'm only there for a little bit, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, once, maybe twice a day. So we really need to work as a whole team and involve all of the different healthcare providers to make sure patients get enough practice. Because again, if you're having to relearn something like how to get out of bed and get into a chair and stand up and walk, like after you've had a stroke per se, 
it's really important that patients get enough practice doing those things. And I'm only there for a little bit of the day, so we need to make sure we have all the other healthcare providers also working with patients on those particular tasks and skills. First of all, let me back up and just say again, you know, we're obviously talking about a variety of different conditions, and not all of them are the same in terms of what treatment a patient would get. They're not the same in terms of severity, all those things. Not every hospital is the same, for example. But with all that said, you know, as you mentioned, you're there for 45 minutes a day maybe interacting with this patient. How typically would a patient get directed to an acute care physical therapist? And do they even need to know that they're seeing, quote-unquote, an acute care physical therapist, or how do they find the physical therapist within that hospital system? How does that typically happen? So typically, if you're in a hospital setting, usually what's going to happen is either a physician who's taking care of that patient or a nurse who's taking care of that patient, they're going to notice either the patient has had a particular medical occurrence that likely requires rehabilitation services and physical therapy, something like a stroke or if somebody had a traumatic brain injury. Usually those patients are going to need rehabilitation. That's going to be understood based on their medical diagnosis. Some patients it's going to be they've had a particular surgical procedure and it's really likely, again, like a total knee replacement or a hip replacement. Those patients, obviously, if I replace a joint, you're going to have trouble moving. We should get physical therapy in there. Sometimes it could just be the nurse notices the patient isn't moving around like they used to move at home, and then they'll ask for a physical therapist to come and consult on the case. You know, Mr. Jones here, he said, you know, a week ago before he came to the hospital with pneumonia, he was taking care of himself and able to walk all over his home and able to walk in the community, and he hardly even gets out of bed and needs a lot of help with that right now. There's been a change. Can you come see him and see if we can work towards getting him back to his normal amount of mobility? So usually it's a consult that's from one of the medical staff that's more involved in the patient's care, usually initially. Again, sometimes, though, it's going to be very much indicated based on a surgical procedure or particular medical diagnosis. But quite honestly, you could pretty much name anything that would put someone in the hospital And depending on that person and what other conditions they might have or how much time they've unfortunately been allowed to lay in bed, a lot of people think, you know, you get the flu just normal and you're at home and you lay in bed and you're like, wow, it's been three days, now I'm getting up and I'm moving around and I'm so weak, it must have been the flu that made me weak. It's actually the laying in bed that makes people weak. We know from a lot of different scientific studies that laying around and not moving and being very immobile and on bed rest reduces the amount of muscle mass that you have. So if you take especially maybe an older patient who isn't incredibly strong and then you have them lay in bed for even just one or two days in the hospital, that could amount in enough loss of muscle strength that now they're having trouble moving around. So again, this all ties back into that's why that early mobility piece is really important because we want to keep people as functional as they can when they're in the hospital. If there's no reason that they can't be up and moving around and doing some of their normal daily activities, that's actually good for people in the hospital to be doing. So another instance that an acute care therapist might, you know, be referred to a patient when they've had these status changes is a lot more frequently now there are physical therapists in the emergency department working with the physicians and nurses in the emergency department. So Some patients, maybe they came in with a fall, but they didn't really hurt themselves. They came to the emergency department. They get seen there. Everything's cleared. They didn't have a fracture. They can go home, but maybe we don't want that person to go home if they're going to fall again, potentially, because the number one thing that leads to more falls is having fallen. 
So physical therapists could be involved in that way where the emergency room physician might consult with the physical therapist and have them see the patient to work immediately on a discharge plan from the emergency room that deals with how are we going to reduce your falls now, do you maybe need more physical therapy to work on fall reduction in a longer-term setting, do you maybe need some equipment right now to make you safe, or things like that. Also, with back pain, a similar kind of thing, somebody might come in with some back pain, they get managed by the physicians, they rule out that it's anything really dangerous that needs to be hospitalized, they maybe give the patient some medications, but they can start the physical therapy care right there in the emergency room by having the physical therapist also examine the patient and maybe start them on a plan of care that would involve exercises, improved ways that they can move to reduce their back pain in the short term, and then make sure that their discharge from the emergency department includes how to contact the physical therapist when they're in the community to follow through with this, because that way they can manage this a lot quicker than I go to the emergency department, I see that physician, they checked me out, I got some medication, now I have to wait two weeks to see my physician in the community, and I see that physician, and then he gives me a referral to physical therapy, and that takes another four days to schedule, and now we're talking three weeks after the person initially came to the emergency department with back pain, and instead we can start that physical therapy right there in the emergency department and get that follow-up in the community much quicker. So an individual might go into a hospital setting, they might get that kind of prehabilitation preparatory physical therapy, for example, to make sure they're prepared, say, for after surgery in a situation like that. Then some event happens, whether it was surgery or something else, and they need physical therapy. Afterward, they're going to get some physical therapy there. But I have to think, you know, if not the majority, many cases, the person who's leaving the hospital is going to need some kind of physical therapy after that hospital stay. So typically what happens then for a person who needs to get physical therapy ongoing? Do they find a physical therapist on their own? Does someone get recommended to them? I'm sure it varies, but what seems to be the norm a little bit? That's another key piece that acute care physical therapists are actually very highly involved in is giving discharge recommendations. So a big piece of what you do with a patient in the hospital is also start anticipating where might this patient get discharged to. Do they need so much rehabilitation after this stay that they maybe should go somewhere where they can get a short course of rehabilitation for a few weeks or even sometimes a month or two? Or is this a patient where, hey, you know what, I think they can handle things at home, but they might have some trouble initially, so we might want a therapist to come to their home and see them? Or is this somebody who can go home and they're going to be able to get themselves to an outpatient physical therapist in a clinic in the community, and how am I going to set them up with that particular follow-up? So that's a really important piece, and also in that discharge piece is, does this patient need any particular kinds of equipment that they maybe don't already have? Maybe in the short term, the patient needs a walker so that they're able to walk and be mobile when they go home, but they don't already have one. So we can recommend that the physician get one for them. Maybe they have a lot of trouble with their balance, and yes, we're going to recommend more therapy to work on that, but in the short run, it might be really not a good idea if the patient gets up when they're tired in the middle of the night and tries to walk into the bathroom, and maybe they need a piece of equipment that's like a bedside commode that they could use at night, so all they have to do is get out of bed and then sit on that commode if they need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So getting that equipment and all that follow-up and making those recommendations is really a key thing that acute care physical therapists are especially good at. And there have been some great studies recently showing that if the recommendations of the acute care physical therapist are followed, patients are much less likely to end up back in the hospital within the next month or even sometimes 90 days. 
So that's a really key piece. And again, you're right. It can vary at different facilities. It can vary depending on whatever insurance coverage the patient might have. Sometimes if you're in an insurance situation where you're in a system like Kaiser, they're going to handle a lot of that for you. If you have something more like general Medicare, that's going to happen in a slightly different way, but the therapist is going to be really involved in making those recommendations and making sure that the patients and their families and their loved ones understand what those recommendations that they're making are so that that all gets followed through and leads to a very smooth discharge for the patient. So anyone who lands in the hospital, it's a stressful event, whether it's an emergency situation you didn't see coming or something like a total need that you've been planning and scheduling and knowing you're going to go through this life change. And I have to think for most people, they're probably focused on not the physical therapy part, right? They're focused on getting through potentially a life-threatening event or getting through a major surgery or, or whatever the situation is. And physical therapy is maybe the thing they think about after all this stuff has happened. So whether it's the patient themselves or maybe their family member, what are the top things physical therapy related? What are the questions they should ask either their physician or whomever to make sure in any hospital setting that they get the physical therapy care that they need? One really important question they can ask is, regardless of whatever landed this particular individual in the hospital, are they right now moving around in a way that's similar to how they were when they were healthy before they came to the hospital? Because if that's not the same, if patients have had a decline, especially in their ability to move themselves in bed, get in and out of bed, walk, whatever they were normally able to do before, if that has shown a decline, there's a lot of studies that show that if that's not addressed early, that could be a decline that lasts in some patients up to a year after their discharge from the hospital. So what we really want to do is make sure that everyone on the team, including family members, including friends, including especially the patients themselves, if they notice that there's been this change in their ability to move around, that they mention that to someone on the healthcare team, and it's totally okay to say, hey, would physical therapy be appropriate for this patient? The physical therapist, if they get a referral, will come and they'll do their examination with the patient. And if it turns out that they don't really think there's much they can do right at that time, they'll make that really clear and they'll check in with the patient later if that's needed. Maybe the patient's too sick. Maybe their cardiac condition isn't stable enough for them to handle the increased cardiac demands of moving around and getting out of bed. But that's fine. At least you've got that patient now on the physical therapist's radar in the facility like, hey, okay, when that person can tolerate more of this, when they're maybe a little healthier. But, you know, leaving that decision up to the physical therapist who has been trained and studied extensively to understand how all of the physiological needs of moving relate to how ill someone is and how that all ties together is really important. The other thing they can do is Understand that moving around is actually good for you. And we're trained, we're professionals who are trained to do this with patients who are very, very, very sick. We see patients all the time that you would not think can get up and move around and get out of bed and sometimes even walk. Patients on ventilators walk every day in ICUs across the United States. And that is great because it gets them off those ventilators sooner it gets them out of the ICU sooner, it gets them out of the hospital sooner, and hopefully if they get a nicely coordinated discharge, it keeps them from coming back to the hospital. And I think if you kind of frame it that way, like, you know, it seems a little scary, he's really sick, this person had this awful medical condition happen, I'm very, very worried about them. 
be worried, but trust that the physical therapists understand exactly how far to push that patient so that they will keep getting better and that they will start to move around more on their own. You know, a really good example is somebody who maybe has had a stroke. They've had a big change in how they're able to move around, and they need to start early practicing new ways to move, getting some therapy to help them reorganize their brain so that they can move their body better. And most of the recovery in something like that happens in the first three months, and we don't want to waste any of those precious minutes and days in those first three months when that patient could be getting really nice rehabilitation that will help them hopefully function better at a point in time in two or three or five months. Let's close out with this. Obviously, you're going to be encountering as a acute care physical therapist people, not just the patients themselves, but those caregivers. And part of it, as you mentioned, is understanding that movement's good, and that's going to be a challenge. What's the question you wish you would get more often from people in that caregiver role as the physical therapist or the piece of information you wish they all understand? I really wish that they would understand and ask, is there anything I can do to help with this? Because sometimes it can be really scary. A lot of patients in the hospital, they've got these lines and tubes coming out of them. You know, it looks a little different. They're dressed in these gowns. It doesn't look anything like that person used to look. And there can be a lot of things that the family members or friends or loved ones could help do. And, you know, just ask, is there anything I can help do? Because it could be simple, like, oh, you know what? I can show you how to help the patient do this particular kind of exercise that's going to need two people to do. Or you could encourage them to do their exercises. This is one of the things that across all of our society, people have to be challenged to do their exercises. And there's a lot of things that the family could be helping with that we'd be more than happy to train them how to do that or teach them how to do that or give them something that they could actually do. And actually, when patients and families do that, It really can sometimes help family members feel like instead of what I'm doing when I come visit this person at the hospital is sitting there and staring at them and feeling awkward and maybe a little scared because hospitals can be scary places if you don't know what's going on. Now you've given them something that they can do and they feel like they own that little piece and that they're more involved. Sharon Gorman, this is great information. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.